0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Talking CFD with Robin Knowles. It's kind of like my show, but for CFD nerds, prepare to ignite. Hello, hello. Welcome along to another episode of Talking CFD, the podcast that's more about growing a business than growing a boundary layer. Now, unless this is your very first episode of Talking CFD, you might have noticed that I'm a little bit obsessed with companies that have a niche focus. I don't know, maybe that's my niche focus focused on niche focuses as a consultant having some industry specific domain expertise lets you kind of zero in on what I've heard in other circles described as expensive problems the kind of problems that keep your prospects up at night urgent problems that need fixing not nice to know science projects that could be done next quarter because Modern CFD is so diverse and capable. You could do almost anything, but if you want to get paid for more than just putting, pushing buttons, then you need to be able to pick and solve those expensive problems. Today's guest knows all about having a niche focus and solving expensive problems, and also starting up on your own. Today, I'm talking with Joanna Brettz of Ciner Brazil, a CFD consultancy working in the cement industry, particularly around combustion. Welcome to the show, Joanna.
1: Hi, Robin i happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you oh. for the invitation.
0: No problem. No problem at all. Could you give us a little idea of what um, Cine Brazil is and, and sort of how many people, what you do, that sort of thing?
1: And Cine Brazil, it's a company, actually, it's a local office. Uh, we belong to Cine UK, actually. And we Cine UK started like 30 years ago. And what we do is to help our clients. As you say, to solve expensive problems related to combustion, and especially for industrial problems and application, industrial applications. And uh, I'm focused more in the cement industry. And as Cinar Brazil, I help clients around Latin America.
0: What um, What do you do in the cement industry for uh, for, for to help these people?
1: Okay, uh, what we. In China, Brazil, and in China, UK, we call this MICFD because we added the mineral interactive part to this to the normal CFD. So, uh, what we do, we cal- we do the calculations for the computational fluid dynamics, like solving Navier-Stokes equations normally, but we also consider the combustion and for the cement industry calcination and clinker formation. So, we can uh, consider the interaction between these different phases what mm-hmm. are in the process and the chemical reactions associated. So, we can really monitor the combustion inside the equipment, where they are happening, how uh, efficiency it is, and also related to emissions formation. So, we have helped clients solving problems to improve equipment's efficiency in terms of heat transfer, how to, to really generate the heat by having a good burnout of the fuels and uh, related problems like uh, poor calcination, clinker formation, and also uh, emissions like NOx, CO, and like this. <laughs>
0: So very, very specific to this, to this application of any sort of developed tool. Did you say that CINAH in the UK have been around for kind of 30 years and they've, they've, this is their own code, is it?
1: Yes, it's uh, own code developed in the beginnings in the Imperial College team with Professor uh, Lockwood and we have Tahi uh, Havas and Naminda Kendemai they are uh, our directors in SINER UK and also responsible for this continuous development.
0: It seems like everything can trace its roots back to Imperial College, but that's a, that's a different story. Crikey. Um, so, it, are you selling the code or are you selling services around this code?
1: We only sell services around this code. We don't have the code. Uh, it's very, very customised code, so it's not user-friendly. Because it's a really, as you say, a niche <laughs> uh, problems. So you need to, to have also process knowledge about the industrial process you're trying to, to improve to use this code.
0: So these kind the kind of companies that you deal with don't have a CFD person sat on staff waiting to use your code?
1: No, and... Even when they have, sometimes, uh, uh, small companies, we had some clients that they have a CFD department, but they use commercial codes. So, there are some features that we have in our code that they will not be able to, to use in the commercial code, So unless they really know how to program and put everything in there. And we also had developed our own models on combustion for different materials. So it's not only uh, the CFD itself but the models and the constants and how each kind of field burns like in kinetics models so it's not so uh, straightforward for a commercial code user
0: ah, okay so they might be um, used to, to using a different code and it, it's just it's kind of it's too different So I guess you guys are selling solutions then you're selling answers to problems
1: yes we, we use. Uh, MICFD as a tool, but what we really sell is solution. That's why we say a sinner is solving combustion industry's problem. Because we associate the MICFD results with our experience in the process itself. So we can suggest cheaper solutions. Uh, like for example, uh, most of the time our clients come to us because they think they need to increase the equipment size. They need to buy a new cosigner. And we can improve by just relocating the burners, the inlets, and helping them to choose the better uh, fuel mix, which will solve uh, their problem in a better way. So it's like uh, much more cheaper and they can make a better use of the equipments they already have. That's the, the main idea.
0: I take it this is a, these are expensive pieces of kit, is that right?
1: Yes, usually 200,000, 250,000
0: euros. Oh, so you don't just buy a new one? Uh, No, (laughs)
1: unless you really don't have any other option. And even sometimes you buy a new one, but if you really don't check which one is the best for your application, you end up buying, spending all this money and not getting the solution that you really want.
0: So how did the Brazil aspect, how did Cine Brazil come about?
1: Okay, (laughs) Cine Brazil come about because um, I'm Brazilian. I started in the cement industry uh, 11 years ago and I was still in my chemical engineering degree and I was also working for Halcym, at the time the biggest cement company in the world. And we had a problem there, so I started uh, to use CFD uh, and then I get to know um, Senior UK, and we started to, to talk and to know each other. And I developed a master's degree solving a problem, Not at that time not a cosigner, on air separator. And then I got really passionate about CFD. So... Uh, Four years later, I left Holcim and joined CENAR at CENAR UK. And since I was there, uh, I learned a lot. I spent uh, almost one year uh, training and developing projects in Europe. And then I thought, why not Brazil? I'm from Brazil. We At that time, we had around 50 cement plants in Brazil. So I started to market here from my old contacts in the cement industry. And since he starts, we started to, to get a lot of products here, so I decided to, to create an office here, and it was like three years ago.
0: And uh, not look back since. How has the, the company sort of evolved over that time? Is it is it still just you?
1: No, I have a small team here, but I have a full support from our team in UK still. So uh, I have like three people here helping me, more in technical side, but I'm still the responsible for the commercial part and the contact with the clients and mostly helping them to identify what is the problem and what part of the process we should model. Because our clients here, especially the cement industry, they don't have too much experience in CFD yet. Of course, I have clients my first client now already know <laughs> how to choose it, but I still we still have some companies we did not work with yet, or we are starting to. So this is how it works. I go to the Summit plant, uh, I help them to see how they are going and what are the potentials for the improvements by using uh, my CFD to, to really go into what's going on inside the equipment so we start like that and from times to times also some people come to me saying oh I have really high NOx emissions and uh, the limits are going to to reduce so can you help me to to start reducing my NOx before uh, the government reduces the limit because I don't want to have problems with getting into the limit in the near future things like that and also, most of our projects uh, had been helping them to increase the TSR, What? who are not related to the cement industry may have a problem here, but TSR is uh, thermal substitution rate. Because cement it's a very energy intensive process. So they need a field to run a kiln and a cosigner uh, like 20 hour, 24 hours a day and most of the year, and then they are going to, to use alternative fuels, which are used use uh, material coming from other process. So they are residues, which are not so well uh, controlled in terms of combat, uh, composition and calorific value, these kind of things.
0: Are these kind of heavy oils and things like that?
1: Not only heavy oils, but like contaminated soil, uh, shell nuts, this kind of things. Everything you think <laughs> which can be burned, it can be used in the cement kiln, and because wow. we have very high temperatures, which can destroy uh, completely destroy this material, and then we can use the energy. Plus, what's not destroyed, like the ash content, it goes to the clinker. Which will be completely captured in the clinker crystals structure, so it will not damage or create any problems in the environment, in the environmental, when you use the cement. So it's a perfect way to to really uh, destroy this material, using energy uh, from it, and also not creating environmental problems. This is what we call in the cement industry co-processing.
0: Yeah, it sounds it sounds. Almost as like as close as you could get to sort of being a, a little bit environmentally friendly. Almost.
1: Oh, and in Brazil, uh, we started a few years ago, and still there's a lot to do. Like, for example, just to give you an idea, in Germany, uh, if you take the cement plants, the average will be around forty eight percent TSR, which means forty eight percent of the uh, heat input going inside the, the cement uh, plant. It's coming from alternative fields. And in Brazil, the average uh, like last year was around eight to 10%. So we still have a long way to go to to improve it. Because it's not, I mean, we have plants in a better position uh, above 20%, but we still have a lot of plants. We did not start to use this material yet uh, because Sometimes because they are not prepared, sometimes they don't have the permits and sometimes they don't have uh, good material available nearby. So this is something they are really struggling and we can help because if you don't have a good material then you need to really choose the right place to inject it inside your equipment to guarantee that you get complete combustion
0: you mentioned earlier about modifying existing um, equipment is that how the projects go as opposed to designing new calciners and things like that
1: no we don't design new calciners you usually we usually help uh, clients to find the best place to put these afrs and also we do small modifications we suggest small modifications we use cfd to choose which one will work better Then they can install after we see from CFD which one will uh, give them the best cost benefits.
0: Do you find that um, customers are kind of, do they see the CFD as kind of, is it magic? Or do they kind of trust what you're saying? Or do you have to prove yourself with with new customers? How does that work?
1: I have all of this, (laughs) depends on. Some of them, uh, especially in the beginning, uh, think that it's kind of uh, magic. or It looks like, because of the color pictures, it looks like video game or something like that. Some people, when I started, they think it's just like Excel sheets. You just put the data and press enter and that's it. And unfortunately, it's not so fast like that. No. So, <laughs> but we, we can do it um, fast. Like, depends on the case, Um, 10 days, 15 days, we can give a result, considering the complexity of the calculations, so it's really fast.
0: (laughs) Uh, Do they tend to be urgent problems? Are people wanting a a response now, or is it something that they're they're planning for, we're going to do this next quarter, or something like that?
1: Uh, We also have both of them. Most of the projects, when they are associated to use a new alternative fields, then they have more time. Like, we are going to, to start to use this next year or in three months, so can you please help us to choose where to put it, where to inject this fuel. But some of them, when they are facing especially uh, high NOx emissions, when it starts to increase, then they really need a fast answer because they cannot keep operating and producing emissions. So they need to, to solve it fast before it really has become a problem.
0: So, when you fix the problem for a client, is that is that it? Are you done, or do you tend to? Does a, do you start in a relationship with that that client, and you start doing more and more things for them?
1: Yes, usually it goes like that. For example, the client comes first first to solve the NOx emissions. Then they get to know C- MiCFD and how it can be helpful. So, uh, after that, every new problems they have, they start to come to talk and see. And sometimes they even ask me to solve problems which are not CFD-related.
0: Ah, oh, very good. So, like a business coach or something.
1: Yes, <laughs> kind of.
0: I guess, although... It's a a big industry in terms of there's quite a number of players. It's kind of a a small industry in some respects as well. Are you kind of known within the industry now?
1: Yes. I mean, I usually uh, publish papers, not only me, but all the senior team in the UK. We have guys there which have more than 300 papers published at this time. So, I mean, they are in the field for 30 years now. So... They are really (laughs) well-known around the world. And in Brazil, I only started a few years ago, but uh, I have been in conferences, seminars. I always give presentations, so I guess I'm well-known. Usually, uh, people make jokes like, oh, this is Joanna, the CFDKL, so I think.
0: (laughs) So the reason I ask is because do customers... do they come to you because they know what you can do? Or do you have to go and, and chase these people?
1: Um, most of the clients, at least the biggest companies, cement industry uh, in Brazil and Latin America, they already come to me. They already know me or they know Sinner from sometimes Sinner uh, UK from other projects that they had done. And then they identify me by social network, something like that, and they come. And smaller companies... Because Brazil is a big country, so we still have some small cement companies, yeah. which are really far away from the, the biggest cities. So in this case, they may not know, but usually uh, we have too, too many cases and these papers. So usually when I show these, they really get interested and then we,
0: we start to work. So that's a really nice position to be in, isn't it?
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, we started here. We still have some... Um, or the small companies which do CFD, but not in the cement industry. They are not so uh, representative because it's not only CFD. You really need this mineral interactive part. Otherwise, you cannot really have a full solution. If we try to approximate and in the end, we improve the combustion, but you cannot make the, the hot meal and the clinker absorb this heat. So we really don't solve the problem. So you really need this full interaction between the models to have the whole picture.
0: So the the kind of the software and the your expertise, well, CINAH in general, their expertise is so developed and so focused around this industry that there almost is kind of, there's kind of not a lot of option for people who want to solve these problems. They, they, there aren't many other places they could go, is that right?
1: Yes, because we really can do like... If you use a commercial code, uh, unless you really are good programming and have a lot of experience in the models and everything, you will not be able to put a simulation considering, because these are huge equipments, okay? We are saying using industrial uh, scale here. So you have like kilns which you have 5 meters diameter uh, and 80 meters length. So it's really big equipments. Yeah. And you need to consider the clinker formation and the fuels. And when they are using alternative fuels, you can have up to five, ten different kinds of fuels going inside. And they also have their mostly uh, solid fuels, which will have different particle sizes. So in our code, we can consider everything, we can put all together. I'm saying this because from time to time, I see some simulations like people uh, do some approximations. Like, I will consider only this field on a simulation, then I do the second one in the other simulation. It can help, but it does not solve the problem, because in the real life, they are going to put all together, and this material will compete for oxygen, for example. So we really need to have everything together and interacting to see what is going on, and then to be able to suggest a solution. And of course, you need to try the solution, in the computer, see if it really works, and then they can choose which one to install. Because any, even small uh, modifications, can cost a lot if it goes wrong. Like, okay, I will replace this burner. It's not so expensive solution. Usually, we suggest this kind of things. But if you put it wrongly, it will completely damage the equipment, which is really expensive. So yeah.
0: we don't that's want to do that.
1: Yeah, no one wants to take the risk, right?
0: So you mentioned that since you started Cine Brazil, you've kind of grown it up to, um, so there's four of you, is that right?
1: Yes, in Brazil.
0: Yes, that's right. So do you feel like, um, do you feel a bit of a, a pressure to carry on growing the the, the headcount of the business or is that not how you see um, the, the growth of Cine Brazil?
1: Yeah, we... we are going to, to, to grow, but it's not really our main um, objective now because we are getting on. I mean, for for the time we started the company, I think we are well positioned already. <laughs> and the other thing which is difficult for us, as I, I said in the beginning, to really work for Sinner uh, in Brazil or in the UK, you need to to know about CFD, but you also need to know to have experience on the industrial process. Otherwise, we will not really deliver a good solution. So when a person starts to work with us, it takes at least one year to really be able to, to do a project. It's a lot of training, so it's not so easy to grow the team and also to, to increase the, the business size.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So is it... Um, do you normally take kind of people with more CFD experience or more industrial experience, or and then and then teach them the other bit, or how does that work?
1: We can take both, but usually because our code, as I say, it's not user friendly. So of course, if you have CFD experience, it can help, but not so that much. So and also cement industry, is not so. Uh, it's a specific subject, so except like I did chemical engineering, I had the basics but I had to do into the master's degree to really understand CFD and then uh, when I started to work for CINAR I had already like five years on the cement industry, working in the plant, really living the, the problems and see how people solve it and most of the time it's using trial and errors Method, so I knew what was going on inside the the industry, so I could when I go there, I know what to tell them and what they are suffering, how to to really uh, relieve the pain, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When we first spoke, you mentioned that in fact one of the first things that you said to me was that you weren't a CFD expert, and we had a discussion around that, and it's quite obvious that you are an expert. particularly in the eyes of your customers. Do you um, think that that sometimes can hold f- like founders back? If you think, oh, I'm not on it, there's always somebody who knows a little bit more than me. Do you think it can sometimes hold you back a little bit?
1: No, no, it's not like that. When I say I'm not a CFD expert, it's more like, because some people, when I, I tell, I work with CFD, they think I'm more in the science computer side. Like I will be always creating the code, and programming and this is not my thing so I am a user expert. I know how to, to use CFD and to produce a good solution for the client. I know what CFD can do and what it cannot do so I know how to choose which models, which a part of the process should I model and which ones I know it like it's not worthwhile to model it because it will take too much time to produce a good solution for example. So in that sense, I'm an expert, but I'm not really into this programming, like to take a commercial code and to put in new models, this kind of things.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. So do you think there's a bit of a misperception that um, a CFD expert, do you think people think that a CFD expert is a CFD developer as opposed to an expert user?
1: Yes. I mean, at least here in Brazil, there's a lot of confusing about that. People think you can create the software or, <laughs> I mean, to be a developer. So, in that sense, uh, I'm not a developer. I have some basic skills on that field, but not really into that. And, I mean, I could develop if I want, but I would have to, to make a big effort. And I prefer to be more in the application side.
0: Play to your strengths as opposed to something that you could maybe do.
1: Yes, because, I mean, it will take too much time. And effort and maybe not worthwhile because i've already work with senior guys and they have already a superb code so i don't really need to go into that and sometimes if i identified something that can be improved we have a great uh, team in uk so i can just ask them please include this in the code or modify this so we are more we are, not C- we are not selling CFD, we are selling solutions. So we have people which can improve the code if necessary to really get the solution to the client. So, and that's not me. <laughs> we have people much better qualified for that, in that sense.
0: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Is the CFD kind of front and center when you're talking to clients or kind of in the background?
1: Um, it's more in the background, in the sense we use this as a tool. But, and the clients, they don't ask for CFD, they ask like, so please help me to solve this problem. So for them, for most of my clients, it will not make a difference if I don't use CFD, they just want the solution. But for me, I mean, I cannot really solve the problem if I don't have my CFD
0: modeling. So it sounds like, although you don't sell the, the code, if somebody was interested to find out more about what SINAR's um, what codes do, so MICFT, my CFT, um, does and, and how, that, how that works, where would they go? Who would they contact?
1: Okay, uh, we have our website. So uh, it's sinarbrazil.com or sinar.co.uk. And to talk with, they should look for Tahi in Europe, or John O'Brien uh, in Latin America. We are all in LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. I think that's it.
0: <laughs> Everywhere, people will find you.
1: Yeah, in the in the website you'll find the, the phone number, uh, email address, and this kind of contact forms.
0: And it sounds like you're happy to talk to people about this sort of stuff as well.
1: Yes, please. I love talk about CFD. I'm passionate with this, uh, like, for <laughs> 11 years now. And it starts when I was uh, in my graduation degree. So if someone has any problem or wants any suggestions or just to talk about it, I'm here to help.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Um, so everybody email Joanna and get on the phone with her. She's uh, good to talk to.
1: It's Joanna at cnerbrazil.com.
0: Thanks ever so much for coming on the show today, know You had to get up early and juggle all sorts of things, but uh, I want to thank you for, for coming on.
1: Oh, you are welcome. I'm really happy to, to be here and I really hope, I love this uh, show. So it's really an honor to be part of it.
0: Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. If you're still listening, then you are exactly the kind of person who should join the conversation in our Facebook group. Head over to TalkingCFD.com forward slash FB to join up with other listeners and past guests chatting about the kind of things we cover on the show and helping each other grow their own CFD businesses. That's TalkingCFD.com forward slash FB to join the group. See you there.